0: Today we have on Gabriella. We love to see it. little Gab and Gab in the lab. Okay. Gab and Gab. We love it. She's a multi-clare mystic, a Reiki practitioner, and an astrologist. And this to me feels like not really a formal interview. It feels like I'm on like a COVID FaceTime, like date where you're like, I've been stalking this person's Instagram and I want to get to know them because they seem so cool. So let me just shoot my shot. That's what this feels like right now. So I'm just super pumped. So excited. Um, So yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Two gabs, double the guidance. I know, double the guidance. I love it. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is gonna be so hard to stay on track. So <laughs> focus, focus, gaps. Okay. So for people that hear like a multi-clare mystic and they hear an astrologist, they're probably like, what really is that? What does that entail? Yeah. So can you just kind of explain like what a day in your life looks like as someone who who does those things? Like what does an astrologist do? And what is a multi-clare mystic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: Multicolor mystic means that um, I use multiple different sensory perceptions to receive guidance and downloads, intuitive messages um, from spirit. So yes, I can talk to dead people. (laughs) That's probably like the number one common thing that like people like to ask me when I tell them I'm psychic or that I'm a mystic. Um, It's just like it comes through. Like I can hear songs in my head that aren't playing or I'll hear like, Um, I might also like see something in my mind's eye, which is basically your third, uh, your third eye, Mm -hmm. your um, pineal gland. Yeah. um, For those who know about chakras. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a bunch of different ways that my guides, my spirit team kind of give me. I call them intuitive downloads. They're just messages. Um, Some people might call them ideas, brainstorms, brain blasts, um, Mm -hmm. kind of same thing. Um, and then I also, you know, with practice astrology. That's kind of something that I've been practicing my whole life. And I didn't realize until recently that I could make it a career. Um mm-hmm. and because it is so um, I feel like it has blown up in pop culture in the past couple of years, it felt like something like I want to be a part of that. Um so typically like a day to day for me looks like waking up self-care routine, that's very critical. Start my morning every morning with a prayer and meditation. Mm. And I like to say that prayer is when you're speaking to spirit, universe, God, whoever you might believe in, whatever you might believe in. And then meditation is letting the universe speak to you.
0: Mm, Um, I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's just a way kind of, um, I kind of think about communication, right? Like you're communicating what you desire and then also like you're allowing yourself to receive things from the universe, um, listening basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, (laughs) start my day like that. Then I, um, breakfast, a little movement, like stretching, light stretching. And then some, Sometimes throughout the day, I'll either have a workout class plan, depending. It might be Pilates, yoga. Um, Sometimes (laughs) it's working out. (laughs) Got to get that mindful movement in. Um, And then I'll have maybe one or two clients per day. Um, I also, like I was telling you before we jumped on, I work uh, at a fitness studio. So I share my time doing that. But I will say movement, adding movement to my practice, my spiritual practice has done wonders for grounding Mm. and like just like deeper healing and that is somatics is is something that I've been super interested in
0: lately. Yeah so I know you said you've been practicing astrology your whole life does your family have a history of this or were you kind of the first one that was like oh shit there's there's (laughs) so much out there. It's so interesting that you say that because growing up
1: like my grandparents used to get me like zodiac. Keychains and trinkets, and I don't even think they like really necessarily, you know, live by astrology. But I'm half Filipino, so mm-hmm. Asian culture. They we celebrate, you know, the Chinese New Year, which is kind of rooted in Chinese zodiac um, beliefs, which is very interesting. And then on my mom's side, which is the Spanish side, um, like growing up, we would always read our zodiac signs together on like yahoo.com or like on the back of the newspaper. So I wouldn't say like, I learned any of these practices necessarily from family, but it's always been something there um, that I felt, you know, it's like little breadcrumbs for my spirit, you know, team to bring me Mm -hmm. to where I am now.
0: Yeah, so if you have a client what what would a session look like? I've never gone to an astrologer before. I yeah. definitely dabble in like you know the astrology world, but I'm definitely not someone who can like read someone's chart. I like kind of understand it. So totally. what would a session with you even look like? Like what what do you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So how I infuse astrology into my
1: practice, um, essentially for clients, I'm very rooted in family healing, ancestral healing. Um, because I do feel scientifically, there's a lot of, um, you know, facts, science that proves that, you know, two generations before us lives within us. So Mm. I focus very heavily on a lot of uh, family healing and how I kind of incorporate that within astrology is understanding um, a client's birth chart, and then maybe speaking to them a little bit more about um placements of their families, right? If their mom is a Gemini, for instance, my mom's a Gemini, um, I have a Gemini rising. And so mm. I like to look at similarities there in terms of astrology um, for family. And then I, there's, you know, the the classic what's going on in the cosmos, in the universe, how you can kind of navigate that, what energies, whether it's feminine, masculine, whether it's um, cardinal, fixed, or mutable, all of these different um, modalities within astrology, I like to use very intuitively um, mm-hmm. because I feel I feel you know, spirit during a, a session will always guide me to what needs to be said.
0: I love that you're such an intuitive <laughs> little kitty. I, love this. I, I just want to like. I can't. Um, I'm like slight fangirling right now too. So not. Um, so I think one of the things around astrology right now is fear in a way. Like people may read their horoscope and they're like oh, shit, it said, like, I'm going to get broken up with. So now I'm going to have to break up with them because my horoscope said this. So how do you personally think that we can use our birth charts and astrology and everything like that to to help us and guide us Mm -hmm. in, like, a more preventative way versus, like, using it to be anxious and fearful? Totally. So I think part of, like, the application of astrology is, like,
1: what – i've tried to um put more of an emphasis on so it's like sometimes people will be like like they might identify as a virgo right and let's say said virgo doesn't like pisces right and they're Mm -hmm. like oh well i'm feeling some type of way like all pisces this all pisces that well what they don't realize is that pisces is actually the shadow of virgo and so Mm -hmm. everything is a mirror in this world and so when we tend to say like, "Oh, I, I don't like this sign," or we're rooted in fear for something because of a sign, it's actually mirroring something to us. Um, so I like to tell my clients like, always citing your sources, taking that with a grain of salt as well. Um, your no one's guidance is going to be above your own highest self's, you know, guidance.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: It's so funny you say this because I had a coworker literally say to me, he was like, why does my co-star say like, I'm not going to be doing well in love and relationships? And I'm like, oh, I know why, because you're a cancer and cancer's in Mars right now. So it creates a tricky imbalance in the energy, but it's all about having the tools to navigate it, right? Like yeah, I feel taking it with a grain of salt is always knowing how your body feels when it hears the guidance or receives the guidance is
0: key. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's definitely true. And I think it's the when we educate ourselves, it's less fearful. Like if you understand that you know the cancer is going to be having trouble in love because of Mars, you're like, oh, that's why it's a generalization right now. Mm-hmm. Just because of what's mm-hmm. happening in the universe. It doesn't mean me specifically. I'm going right. to have trouble. It means that. A cancer probably is just gonna have a little bit of rockiness, and that's yeah. it. And I think it's just like once we educate ourselves, mm. the fear kind of like shies away. And totally. I think I should have asked this question in the beginning, but I mean, I know what a birth chart is, but for people that are listening that don't know, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Like What a birth chart really <laughs> is.
1: <laughs> yeah, so a birth chart, essentially, also known as your natal chart, it's a unique group of placements, planets, houses. Um, that display what the universe looked like at the time and place so longitude and latitude of your birth Um, so typically your sun sign talks about the day you were born Um, the time you were born has to do with your rising and the placement has to do with your moon sign Um, so the birth chart you know there's many different aspects to it it's really interesting because sometimes people might say oh well I'm a sun, moon, rising, and I have these signs. But actually, the birth chart is a full 12 sign zodiac wheel, and we all incorporate all 12 um, energies. So it's interesting going back to the question you had just asked like, when we are fearful sometimes of horoscopes, we don't realize like we're, we're fearful because this piece of it is part of a bigger puzzle. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also speaks a lot to maybe like the human experience we are so individual when we're you know in our vessel but then when we think of connecting greater we are just one big collective
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) what is like the how would you kind of maybe maybe there's like a metaphor out there for houses because Mm -hmm. i always i mean i have my my natal chart and i have the picture and it's like this is in my 12th house or something and totally a very long time ago, before I even knew all of this, I had like, uh, I went to the library. <laughs> it's like when yeah. people went to the library and shit. <laughs> uh, I went to the library and I got an astrology book, and I was, I was like reading. I guess I was like kind of mapping out what, like I, I don't know how to explain it, like what signs were in which house and everything mm-hmm. for myself, and I was writing down what that meant for me, and a lot of it did does seem very relevant, like one of them, no idea what house or sign, but one of them said that I would have difficulties in travel, and mm. I have, there's always like <laughs> something funny happening during travel, it's not always like this big disaster, but it's always something funny at least I Uh, I see it as funny because I'm prepared for it now yeah um so uh, like do you have a way to explain houses and what that kind of means when you break down you know a natal chart
1: yeah so houses basically are I would say houses and themes kind of go together so each house each house has a different theme so your first house essentially your rising sign or your ascendant um, talks about your personality. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't matter what sign it's in, right? But the first house always talks about your personality. Um, your 10th house, which is your midhaven in a birth chart, it, it looks like in MC.
0: Mm-hmm. Your 10th
1: house has to do with career and it has to do with your status, how you make money, wealth. Um, all of these houses typically are ruled by one sign, but because we are also unique and individual. We have different kind of configurations. It's almost like what what I'm seeing right now is like a lock. And you Mm -hmm. have to kind of like get the combo in the right way to open it up. That's exactly kind of what a birth chart is like. It's like your specific placements. And it's probably likely that no, you know, two people have the same placements, degrees, because it gets real specific, Mm -hmm. like the degrees, the deacons, all of that. Um, But yeah, they're all unique to to you. And so houses are probably, I would say, the best way to describe them are the themes of certain aspects of your life.
0: Yeah, I think that explains it so much better. Because in my head, I'm like, I have this in this house (laughs) at this degree with this planet and but once you break it down into like everyday terms it's a lot easier to process and make sense of like the first time i remember i put in my my information and got the picture of my birth chart i was Okay, so I have it. I don't know how to read this. I have no idea where to go from here. There's so many and that's lines been, and angles. Yeah, and this was so long ago. So it was before CoStar and everything. So that's when I went and I got an actual book. And I'm like, okay, let's decode this and try to figure out what's going on. What Which is your big three? I'm curious. So I'm a Libra. My rising is the Sagittarius and my moon is Aries. <laughs> oh my God. So you got that fire. Oh my God.
1: You're in your rising season since it's Aries. Yay. season.
0: I oh my so God.
1: That's exciting. <laughs> Wait, what's
0: it. your big three?
1: <laughs> yeah. My big three is Scorpio sun, Cancer moon and a Gemini rising. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. I got some, and I will say I have a Sag stellium. Basically, what that means, a stellium, you have three or more placements in the same sign. So my Mars, Venus, and my, I want to say my Jupiter are all in Sagittarius. So Sagittarius is like a natural learner, like someone who's a wisdom seeker. And Mm -hmm. so that really resonates with your moon sign and a lot of my placements. i was gonna
0: say that's why we're matching up yeah <laughs> i'm gonna say something about the oh so many are in libra for me and yeah, i know okay, that libra. libra is ruled by venus and yeah. my venus is in libra if that makes sense i don't know if i said that yeah. all right but i'm like that's why i'm that's why i'm like a mush ball like <laughs> it I almost libra. libra's are lovers Oh, we are <laughs> to, to a good thing and kind of a default, but we're lovers. We love to love. We love to see love. We love to experience love on every level. Yes. So that's who we are. are. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: see,
0: I love it. I'm always saying I love it because uh, <laughs> But that's okay. <laughs> like a true Libra. Yeah. Um. If you could debunk any misconceptions in the astrology world, what would it be?
1: Ooh, that's a good question if I could debunk oh okay I don't know if this is quite like something that I'm debunking but I will say I think that everyone has the ability to be compatible I Mm. don't think I don't think that there are signs that are not compatible There might be signs that are maybe more compatible because they have elements or modes that are similar. But I feel like to say, what are the signs that are not compatible? And like, it's
0: very, yeah. I feel that I've definitely had connections with you know I took my way around <laughs> around the astrological, <laughs> astrological world you know like I think I if I click with someone I click with someone and it's not like oh that's why because you're you're because you're a bit. different yeah, person yeah. yeah honestly though with Tauruses we just get on we just get on <laughs> but, but besides <laughs> but besides, I love that uh, you said that why because Taurus
1: and libra are both ruled by venus oh like that's like feeling of like oh you're you're on my vibe of like beauty love like yes curating just like amazing experiences
0: yes yes okay that makes sense but i do i do get on with like every sign it i'm not like you know Ew, this sign. Or right, ew, someone else. So I do like that because I'm sure people, at least me in eighth grade, I was like searching in. I was like, who am I compatible with? Because <laughs> I need to go <laughs> go talk to this person. And I'm like, my crush isn't like I don't know who I'm compatible with. I think it's like Gemini or something. I'm like, no, they're not Gemini talking to work. Talk <laughs> might as well give up because we're just not meant to be <laughs> Right, like stylecaster said. Yeah, exactly. exposing ourselves right now, but that's, that's literally what I used to do. So I love that you debunked that because I'm sure so many people kind of like second guess it, you know, totally really compatible, like a small part of you and your subconscious might be a little more timid to get into something. I think that's Mm. something we need to separate ourselves from a little bit of letting the outside noise be a controller of what's going on inside. Like if everything Mm. feels inside, and we don't need to hear the outside noise. We could just keep going with the flow and going with what yes. we are drawn to. The outside world doesn't know what's happening here. <laughs> we exactly. can leave it out there. Exactly. And it's all
1: in here. Because when we like what's in here outside, will also we'll like what's outside.
0: Heck, yeah. I would, I had this conversation like two days ago how I could have the same two days. And one day I'm feeling really good inside. And I have mm-hmm. a great day. And I could have the same exact day the next day
1: but I'm feeling
0: not well inside and yeah, I'm going to be like, I had a terrible day. <laughs> like the mm-hmm. same things happened, but it's all about what's, what's happening inside that totally. changes the trajectory of what we're experiencing externally. Yes. It's so true.
1: And we don't realize like that so much of the beliefs and perceptions we keep in here are informing our reality.
0: Mm-hmm. So when people
1: say like, you're a creator, you're manifesting, it's like, we're doing that through thought
0: yeah yeah and manifesting doesn't always have to be like future stuff too it's like manifesting like what is happening because of the way that we're perceiving the world mm-hmm. like we're manifesting this moment right here depending on how we're perceiving it and depending on the stories we're telling ourselves about it it could be a really good thing that we're experiencing but if we're perceiving it through the lens of distaste then it's, mm-hmm and then we just created that moment for ourselves it's was gonna happen regardless it's just how we're experiencing it that kind of changes it oh that hit good good (laughs) i like it um so i want to jump into like the claire aspect so i don't know would you call yourself clairvoyant would that be are you yeah
1: i would say i'm clairvoyant clairaudient, um claircognizant all of those are like sensing, knowing, hearing. Um, sometimes it's clairsentient, which is like you can smell things. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom has that a lot. My mom has that a lot. She'll like smell random things. i like, no, mom, I don't smell any of that. But all That's of that so is cute. like your heightened sensory. And mm-hmm. it's basically like your internal system alerting you of something.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask you which one you felt like most aligned with. Do you have one that you feel more th- just like a parent in your day-to-day life?
1: Yeah. And I feel like clair- it's cognizant, which is like mm-hmm. just that inner knowing.
0: And yeah. it's sometimes
1: that's hard to like, because there's no proof. It's just a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's just a knowing and inner guidance that I have spent my whole life, my whole 27 years trying to understand what this mm-hmm. compass, how it speaks to me, what its language is, yeah. you know, what are its notifications, all these things. And I feel like that one's the strongest one. That one's the one that comes through the most. But I do feel when I am channeling other people's guides, it's um, clear audience. Like mm. certain guides that I connect with, they love music, which I love because I'm like, yes, I love music. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say those two are probably the biggest.
0: Wow. So with with having like an inner knowing, how do you navigate when you're trying to explain something to someone, and it's hard for people that don't experience this mm. to just blindly i guess understand and follow and be like, "Oh, I respect that." How do totally. you personally deal with when you're going about a situation just because you know inside what's happening and totally. other people don't like how do you how do you deal with that because I find that challenging wow.
1: sometimes that was such a challenge when I first started my business um in 2020. And I feel like that's kind of like the biggest lesson of my whole life, just like Mm. being able to trust my intuition, regardless of what everyone else says. Um, And I feel like there are certain signs that I've been able to really cue in on like my body, my palms will get very sweaty. Um, Mm. There are certain things that like, I'll just feel or I'll just know or because it comes to me, it's almost like it's almost like a story will just come to my brain. I'm like, I don't know where I got this. It just came to me. And I'm just Mm -hmm. letting you know, I think that clients that I have been working with, um, it's been a slow journey of them unfolding and trusting, which I Mm. think is a beautiful thing, because it's kind of like any relationship, right? Like whether it's friends or romantic, um, because I'm really seeing these people and I'm really holding space for them, which is vulnerable mm-hmm. and it's intimate in, the, in a way that I feel like society doesn't really allow us to experience. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, being patient with them, but also honoring my boundaries of like, just because this might be something that is not coming up for you right now, doesn't mean you can't hold space for it to maybe come up later. Mm-hmm. And most of the time that is what happens. Yeah. Um, so much of like my psychic intuitive gifts have a lot to do with predictive, you know, predicting things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I always tell my clients before we head into a session, like hold face for, you know, some of the wisdom that might come through. Maybe it's not for you right now, but it could be meant for you in a couple of weeks or maybe Mm -hmm. even after we get off brain blast, you know, and most of the time that is what ends up
0: happening. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel that when, when I do Reiki, I'll have experiences where I'm like, I don't know where this is coming from. (laughs) Take this with a grain of salt, but also like, listen, (laughs) I'm going to share something that may be a little uncomfortable because there's like an obligation in a way to like share if they want it, you know, like when people are in that space and they want it, Inside, but on the outside, they're kind of scared. You're like, I know that what's right is to share what's coming through for you. It feels coy. The energy feels coy. It's like, I
1: want to say this, but I know, like, I'm not sure how you'll perceive this, but I know that I
0: need to say it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'm always like, I'm, it's doing the like undermining thing. Like when you text your friend, like really good advice and you're like, but, but I don't know, like, I don't know anything. Right. But like, like it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but, like it's fine if you don't take any of my advice, but like, it's, uh-huh. it's cool. that's, that's sometimes how I feel with, with my Reiki clients. I'll be mm. like, so like this is coming up. Don't know where it came from, but I'm just going to like drop it. I'm going to put it yeah. down. You can pick it up. You can totally. pick it up today in a month in a year. You're going to pick it up eventually. Right. That's at, your right. Own pace. That's at your own time. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. It's true because
1: I also find that it's interesting. In in the earlier days of like starting this business and doing one on one readings, I definitely was undercharging for like the services that I was giving. And I was attracting a lot of people who it's like they wanted to believe, but when they got in the session, in order to feel safe, they the walls went up.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: was like, Oh, like it then the session would start to feel like I'm proving myself. And that's like when it when it starts to get in that space, I have to pause and reset and kind of recalibrate and ask them again, like what's your intention in this space? Because I'm obviously here to help you, but sometimes people again, it's a vulnerable space. And if they have being seen by someone, like truly being seen, especially if you've not really had that opportunity, is Like scary. And Mm -hmm. so I think, I think, like, whenever it does get to a place where I start to feel that my services or my gifts are being questioned and I can feel it, I'll stop the session and just reset the space. Like, what's the Mm -hmm. intention?
0: That is really good advice. I feel like that's like the advice that I needed in this moment because that's something that I've been feeling just across so many boards of people. Want to do it because they want to experience what you're saying you could do. Like they want you to prove yourself. And it's yeah. not fun being in a space where you feel like you have to prove yourself. Even with something like that, yeah. people are like, well, I didn't feel anything. Mm. I'm like, mm, but it was still like I did. Like I felt yeah. it. And I know that it was flowing through me. And a lot came up for you yeah. because it was happening. And it's like they want to debunk you. They want to prove mm-hmm. like that the holistic and the alternative and the energy, that it's fake. Then why yeah. are you doing it? Yeah.
1: Like, why are you yeah.
0: here then? Like, because I take that, like, I take it very seriously. It's it's yeah. what I love to do. It takes a lot from me energetically to do it. Yeah. And when people are just laying down questioning it versus surrendering to the experience, It's like Mm. a tad bit hurtful. Um, Yeah. It just hurts your feelings because you're like, I'm not here. Like I'm here to help you. Like I'm here to, to be alongside you. I'm here to, you know, be a holder of energy for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart because I care. And I was called to do it. I'm not doing it for you to nitpick and question my value. It's hurtful. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because I also think in the space,
1: the digital space that we, you know, play on Instagram, mm-hmm. it's so easy. And I've been seeing this a lot um, for like the spiritual, quote unquote, truth to get lost. And mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of people that can see us posting and, you know, for the lack of, it, we are thriving. I would like to think because we are in this space, like we have to take care of ourselves, which means we have to show up for ourselves. And when we show up for ourselves, we feel good about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when we share that online, I think people think that there's an instant satisfaction or an instant gratification that will happen after doing a session or receiving Reiki. It's like, this was the portal for you to open to be able to say like, I'm gonna step into my healing to start doing the work. And then realizing that like doing the work is a non-linear journey, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think that's another thing that people miss sometimes when they come in for these sessions it's like I'm not healing you like Mm -hmm. you're not like completely healed and also I identify as a healer but like I am showing you I'm mirroring you your own healing powers Mm -hmm. that you have innately within you yes Yes. so yeah I think a lot of that also is um sometimes comes up to play for people who you know have maybe the intention they mean well Mm -hmm. but then they they start to you know go into that limiting belief energy in the middle of the session.
0: Yeah. And I wonder, a a part of me while you were saying that was thinking, I wonder if it stems from the way medicine is used here. Like it's a quick instant fix. So when people come to a holistic treatment, they're like, Oh, it's, it's not better. Like you didn't fix me. It's like, that wasn't what I was here to do. I was here to be a guide and an assistant and just like, like a friend and, You know, I'm here to help in the way that I can. And that takes a lot longer. I think holistic treatments get pushed to the side, whatever holistic treatment it is, because it does take a lot longer to get the benefits. Mm -hmm. But we're so used to, especially in America, the instant gratification for for literally everything, but especially for medical stuff. Oh, you're feeling pain, here's here's painkillers. And then it's gone and you're like, oh, I'm fixed. with holistic healing, I'm not going to fix your pain right away because that's not the root of the problem anyway. I'm not here to fix the pain. I'm here to fix the problem. I'm here to help you fix your problem. I'm not even here to fix your problem. I'm here to to assist you in doing it. Right. And that's where I think the mismatch. Yeah, I think that's sometimes where the mismatch comes in because they are like people and it's no one's fault like it's not the client's fault but it's just how we're programmed for the quick fix and we want to feel better right now and if it takes more than a month then we don't want to do it (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's true and i also think about like
1: us in like a healing role like i often think of like healers as like we're kind of like mother figures in society and Mm -hmm. so when you know, so a client might start to, you know, get upset about they're not, they're not feeling the Reiki or they're not like, they're not healed right away. It reminds me of when I was little and like we're at the checkout counter and I want like a stick of gum. And my mom's like, no, and I can't have it. So I throw a fit mm-hmm. and I'm like, damn, my mom was just trying to like buy me food and take care yeah. of me and love me. And here I am in the grocery aisle, like throwing the fit cause I can't get candy. Yeah.
0: I love that. Oh yeah. That's a good one because that that is so true. We're just here to, we have the best interest. It's gonna take a while for for people to understand it if they stick with it. And I hope that people do choose to stick with it. Even if they use different modalities in between, Mm -hmm. still experience it to the fullest. I always recommend people like three to four Reiki sessions. No, because the first one, you might still be in the skeptical space. Yeah. Or you may not even be ready to receive it. You know, you're still yeah. sitting there like like one eye open a little bit like what is mm-hmm. actually happening? What are you doing? Um, yeah.
1: So All I think after like three to headlines. four.
0: Yeah. You're like really feeling it like by the fourth time you're a little more comfortable with with being in that space. The experience totally. you could feel the benefits or just feel the actual true experience of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I love that. Yeah, gives people time to like ease into their presence, and and that like, that's like another kind of sign right there that like the world needs more meditation because we we can't like sit and be present. We're like in yeah. our head. Like, is it happening? Did she start yet? Like all these questions, and yeah. you can't even like relax into the now. Like,
0: yeah, and and just be. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, I wanted to ask you another thing about like the, the Claire's and all that. So how do you think like a day in your life is different from someone else who hasn't tapped into that, that world yet? Like how would an average day in your mind with your thoughts, with these feelings, Mm. how would it be different?
1: So I've definitely seen the spectrum of like what, what life used to feel like when I didn't acknowledge these gifts. It Mm -hmm. was so overwhelming. And I would say, I lived in a lot of negative thought patterns. And I just thought that was normal. Now, I think a normal day for me, I'm much more intentional with my energy. Um, I'm much more aware. And at first, in like my awakening process, it was almost like felt like a burden to be so aware in a world that like Mm -hmm. not many people are very mindful of, you know, their language or their actions or how their energy is affecting other people. Um, or maybe they are not aware that they're taking a lot and not, you know, giving back. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: so it was very overwhelming, but I think now that I've understood my gifts, how it speaks to me, my you know incorporating a somatic practice into my spiritual practices i'm much more intentional much more grounded i will say i live in new york city so the energy here is big and i i will like get on the subway and like if i don't ground myself before leaving my house i will definitely feel guides coming through and it feels like um like if I'm an antenna, it's like I'm getting um, interference
0: mm. from my
1: own. It's like I'm tapped into my own channel. I'm listening to my own channel. But then someone's trying to tune the channel out and I'm getting different frequencies. Yeah. And I'm like, no, bro. I'm trying to listen to my inner um, guidance. Like not now, <laughs> not now. <laughs> yeah. But I think – um. Before it was, it was a little bit more like it felt like a task to be so aware and mindful. But I think now that I've gotten to this level, level of mastery with like my gifts and my emotional intelligence, I feel it's almost like flicking flies. Almost <laughs> it's just like I get to decide, I get to choose where I place my energy, what I give my attention to, what I put my focus on. Because at the end of the day, that is my currency.
0: Mm-hmm. My energy
1: is my currency, and so what I'm focusing on, giving my attention to, that is my currency, and it's. I feel way more empowered, and that's why I think I want. I want everyone
0: to feel this way. Hell yeah! I was gonna yeah. say, listening to that, I felt your power. <laughs> I felt my power, listening to you talk yes. about it. Ooh. Hell yeah! <laughs> You're so awesome. This conversation oh. has just made me feel just like like the past few weeks have just been a little heavier than usual. And this conversation mm-hmm. just kind of, when you were talking, I heard, uh, like, or I guess like I saw and I felt myself being in this space. Cause I've been letting like my mind go towards things that I don't want it to go towards. Ah. And I'm like wasting, not wasting, but spending my time on things that don't deserve my energy. Totally. And when you were talking, I heard like, I heard myself, Feeling the emotions of like getting wrapped up in the spiral of negative thoughts and being like, "Do I want to put my energy towards this?" No. Okay, then stop. Yes. And It felt uh-huh. so much more simple in my mind mm-hmm. in that moment. So, from here on, that's that's going to be a practice that I take with me. Do I want to put my energy towards this? Because my energy is sacred. No, I don't. Okay. No. no. That's it. Thank you, Nick. No more- yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely next. not. Thank you. Next, on to the Thanks next. Too. Let's think about something nice and beautiful that's deserving yes. of my energy. Man, <sighs> you're a refreshing human to oh, be around. Yeah. Let me tell you, I appreciate it so much. I appreciate <sighs> you. I'm glad I'm able to. Like, there's so much that's just coming out, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, uh <laughs> I love it. I love it. When did you have like your first? I guess. Uh, I don't know. Did you always feel like you were like this or did you have a spiritual awakening? Like when did you kind of come into consciousness and be like, Oh shit. Yeah. This is the. So, yeah. Like this is my
1: reality. Yeah. Um, so I would say my first like intuitive prediction happened when I was four years old. Wow. Um, so I'd always felt, I'd always didn't have that like I thought that was normal for people like growing up I would pretend that I was acting but I was really just speaking to my guys mm-hmm. <laughs> and my dad used to like come into my room and be like who are you speaking to <laughs> I was like oh I'm acting <laughs> oh but, my like, gosh I don't think I realized that like all of that was my intuitive gifts yeah then I think you know how they say like a spiritual your spiritual awakening always starts with this like kind of break down this deterioration of the old self
0: Mm -hmm. I think
1: those like the very start of that was when I graduated college in Mm -hmm. 2017 and I felt like my whole life I had been prepping to graduate from college Mm
0: -hmm. and then it was
1: here and then I'm like okay well what's the point of life like I like Mm -hmm. I, I did it right and I felt very much up I came up against that whole like, okay, well, you check the boxes. Well, then, like, what is life after you check boxes? Yeah, so that I think was like, like the was, like the very beginning.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then when the pandemic went down, that's when things just kind of full full vortex came online. Like I could not dispute it. I really thought for a a while that I was like something was wrong because I was like, I'm hearing, I'm hearing things and I'm mm-hmm. like predicting things that are, I'm manifesting things like quantum leaping. And then I finally started reading tarot cards. My boyfriend was like, maybe you just want to do some like self-reflection. I, mm-hmm. was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I would love to reflect. <laughs> and then all of a sudden yeah. I realized like I'm speaking to ancestors. Wow. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think, it's interesting like culturally it was at the height of the black lives matter movement Mm -hmm. and then also um when the stop asian hate
0: Mm.
1: um like around that time yeah that's when i feel my gifts kicked in the most and i was just like i honestly came into this career this industry like through collective grief i felt Mm -hmm. so heavy grief. Yeah. And it was like, I, I didn't know how to shake it. I didn't know if it was mine. I didn't know I was feeling all these things. But I think like, in that moment, for me, I was like, okay, well, the way that I'm going to fix the world is by fixing myself first. So mm-hmm. I asked myself, like, okay, what are the unconscious bias that I still have that are like, affecting how I show up in the world? And then from there, it just kind of like, it was Pandora's box. I'm like, yeah, speaking to ancestors i'm like channeling like my friend's grandma yeah and from there it was just like
0: all right you're you're gonna do it Mm -hmm. i feel like once you once you start like chipping away at that little box that we were put in for all those years and you're like what what is actually on this other side you're in like narnia like you tap away and the second it cracks a little bit you're like. Shit. Holy shit what is behind the curtain <laughs> what is happening and right. it's such a beautiful experience and that's when I felt it too was during uh the pandemic I was just like finally sitting and being and not not distracted with everything that was wow. happening on the outside and I finally was looking inward mm. and feeling taking time to actually feel and not yeah. feel the, the mindless stressful experiences. I was feeling my true self. I was listening mm. to my, my younger self. I was feeling my highest self. Yes. I was just crying. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't know <laughs> what's actually happening. And it ended up being like the best experience of my life of just being with myself. And yeah. definitely like once I, once I broke through that wall, it was a Whole new world that I'm so yeah. grateful to see and so grateful to be a part of. And it's so interesting looking back. Like, cause it's not like I mean, maybe some people from a very young age are just kind of conscious, but I yeah. definitely lived a chunk of my life unconscious, just like kind of mm. floating and going around and doing my daily, daily life, the task, doing the checklist, checking boxes. And then I stopped checking the boxes. Mm-hmm. it's really weird but i really like it here and i like to have this um uh, just awareness of what's going yeah. on just yeah a beautiful, beautiful space to be in and so many connections so yeah. many soul connections mm-hmm. that i've created in i'm like oh, it's just a gift it's yeah something to be really grateful for yeah they say like
1: part of experience. So I'm like a lot of my practice also is rooted in shamanism.
0: Mm. Um
1: and they say like one of the um initiations through shamanism is like calling in your soul family. And so mm. you might have not even taken the traditional shaman path, but you have this wisdom that is innate within you. And like calling in your soul family just like supports the fact that you do have this wisdom within you.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're yeah. so beautiful.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so since it's coming to a wrap, sadly, um, sadly. <laughs> sadly but I'm for sure going to talk to you again. So I'm not, yes. I'm not that sad. I know we're yes. gonna keep chatting. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but the question that I ask everyone that comes on is if you were in the room full of the entire world and you yeah. had something to say to them, they were all listening, all very attentive, what would you say? Mm, oh my god!
1: Okay, this is interesting because I commented this on my most recent Instagram where I was like, "Comment an affirmation you need to hear." And I saw you posted a bunch, and I'm like, "Oh, I loved those." Um, but I, I, I'll give a little context. I think that we live in such like a patriarchal society, and oftentimes the, the um, theme, right? Like the theme of time. Time is such a masculine energy.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And so in order to combat this like productive society that we live in, um, I think I would tell everyone in the world, you are always on time. Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: You are always Mm -hmm. on time. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I love it. Short, sweet, to the point and makes you think. Think. Yeah. You are always on time. Mm -hmm. You are always on time. Yeah, because it's really it. It's like that's divine timing, baby. Like yeah. that's the universe,
1: and you are you're on time.
0: That's divine timing, baby. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's divine timing baby <laughs> hell yeah it is it's so awesome you have been such a treat to talk to uh, you lifted my spirit up yeah, and from, coming from a little bit of the heaviness the past bit and just feeling this wave of lightness is so comforting uh, and A giant uh, reminder and it feels like i'm in like a warm warm hug with mm-hmm. you right now good i, I hope really you're feeling a hug i'm sending <laughs> you on <laughs> you are so sweet so where can everyone find you where can they learn about all this cool stuff and find yes. your awesome postings
1: yes so i am on instagram at gd intuitive and i also am on substack where i write weekly horoscopes um that is substack.com backslash gd intuitive um But you can find all the links to my services on my Instagram page, link in bio. Um, And yeah, that's, uh, you know, coming soon. I hope to do maybe a YouTube channel or maybe even a podcast. This definitely inspired me, but
0: slow and steady, slow and steady. You have such a good personality, I think, for like a YouTube channel because you have the bright smile, the glowing (laughs) face, you have like, (laughs) just like this energy of, like ha huh? and it's beautiful. And I think you would oh. do really good at that because you have Thanks, just all that you want to like watch, you know, and be around and
1: oh I love that. I see I, that for you. I'm manifesting it now. I'm gonna
0: I see it manifest for that energy. meant to you will be yours and whatever's oh. it's not, it's okay. So let it go. I'm sending you off with so much in love and oh, just so, so much, much admiration. You taught me so much about, you know, the houses and all that. So I'm sure my listeners are really going to enjoy this because I know I did. You are so, yes. so Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Gab. I had so much talk fun. Talk soon. I'll Bye. I'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.